0: welcome to another episode of i didn't sign up for this a student ministry podcast and here we have conversations that help us as youth pastors grow as leaders and help our ministries go further and go deeper i'm sitting here with my friend nathan hey nathan what's up man hey man glad to be with you Another day, another another week in student ministry, and uh, as we film, we're we're heading into February. I don't know when you will be listening, but we're still in uh, in pandemic youth ministry, and what a strange, strange world and place to live in and do ministry with students. But before we dive into our topic today, which is volunteer recruitment and finding good leaders, we wanted to. Thank our sponsor for today, Augusta Kids and Company. It's one of uh, one of the premier daycare
1: facilities and companies in our Augusta area. If you're looking for a great daycare in the CSR area, we really recommend and, and hope that you would check them out. In particular, want to let you know that they're starting signups now for some school-age summer camps over uh, the summer. You can sign up for traditional or specialty camps. Um, And also just a reminder that anytime Columbia County schools are closed, they are open for day camps for school-age children. Would really recommend you check them out. You can go to augkids.com to learn more.
0: Awesome. Well, this podcast is called I Didn't Sign Up For This. And so at the very front end of the podcast, Nathan and I, we like to share, and I didn't sign up for this moment because we know that in student ministry, there are plenty of times Where you are doing things that you did not sign up for. So, uh, Nathan, tell me in the last couple weeks, what is something that you have done that you did not sign up for?
1: So, uh, I think a lot of churches kind of made a pivot with COVID to um, really enhance their media um, new soundboards. Maybe you're streaming now when you weren't before you're recording things, making videos, all this kind of stuff. Well, we're no different. We got a new soundboard. We got new lights and new video cameras and all this kind of stuff. And, um, with everything changed, I was, trained on the previous equipment i had no idea And so now student ministry is happening and i go into the space and i have no idea how to turn the lights on or how to make the sound work and so i had to go through a training just for me to be able to turn lights on in our auditorium and and for me to run sound and now i'm like a trained sound engineer on all this stuff that i didn't i didn't sign up i'm not gifted in sound engineering i don't want to be a a band Person I'm not gifted musically um, But now here I am and I've got at least a rudimentary l- uh, understanding of, of lights and moving lights and hazers and um, all kind of stuff that I had no idea was in a thing before, but now here I am. I didn't sign up for it, but I got the knowledge now. I have a feeling that there's a lot of people who can identify with that yeah. very thing. I had a moment
0: this past Sunday where I was, uh, we have student ministry on Sunday evenings, and so I you know go to church in the morning and then I go home, eat lunch, change my clothes, and come back. And uh, as I was coming into the church, there was a gentleman there who met me with a bag uh, and he was looking for a pastor. And, and I just happened to be there. And he asked uh, if I had a few minutes where he could take me through his survival kit. Uh, and so he and I right there in the main offices dumped everything out onto, the, onto one of the desks. And he explained to me his 24 hour survival kit, uh, complete with a stove and vacuum sealed food. Uh, and, uh, and 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 I, I knew it was going to get real when he said that he was a survivalist. I, I had a feeling that I was in for a treat that day, which I was. Uh, I'm not a prepper. Nothing against preppers. More power to you. It was just a conversation that I don't normally have on the Sunday afternoon as I'm preparing to have student ministry. So, yeah, didn't sign up for the survivalist conversation. <laughs> uh, but I, I can tell you that I'm— a little bit better prepared than <laughs> I was beforehand. So, today, Nathan, we're talking about volunteer recruitment, and gosh, what an important, important topic that uh, that we need everybody. Everybody who's in ministry, especially student ministry, I think it's true. You always need more volunteers. Absolutely. I, I don't think I've met a youth pastor, a youth minister, who has said that they wish that they didn't have as many volunteers. <laughs> uh, so I, I think this is an important conversation to have. So today we're talking about we're going to talk about uh, how do you find these volunteers. More important than that, how do you find the right volunteers? And then even more important than that how do you get them to work in your ministry so uh, so let's uh, let's kind of just talk about uh, the grind for a minute so we do the grind the grow and the go here on this podcast so nathan before we go asking for volunteers what are some things that we've got to know
1: yeah i think it's important when we're looking at volunteers and and we're saying, hey, I need more volunteers, I think the first thing we need to do is really kind of stop and evaluate our ministry. Uh, Do you need more volunteers? The answer is most definitely yes, probably going to be yes. Uh, But then the next thing is like, okay, well, um, where do I need these volunteers? Um, How many volunteers do we need uh, you know and then what roles do they need to fill it's really important before you just start going asking anybody and everybody hey come serve in my ministry um it's really important to know what you need um as far as volunteer roles do you need um soundboard people like I was talking about earlier do you need people that know how to run that do you need people that are going to lead small groups do you need people that are going to be good from the stage what roles do you need filled and how many volunteers you need is really important before you just start going and asking everybody.
0: And, and and what better time right now? You know, COVID has given us a lot of blessings, maybe blessings in disguise. This is a great time to evaluate, hardcore, evaluate your ministries and your processes and what you do and where you spend your time and where you
1: spend your ministry dollars. So, yeah, evaluating is huge. Absolutely. And then I think once you evaluate your ministry, then you define what a potential volunteer is going to look like. Um, And that depends on the different um, environments. But, you know, if you're looking for a small group leader, you're looking for a leader, you know, is this somebody that people follow or people following them? Um, You know, you're looking for someone that when they speak, people listen. Uh, I can tell you, for me, when I'm looking at volunteers, I kind of have this funny acronym. Um, I'm looking for a fat leader, FAT leader. Are they faithful? Um, Are they available and are they teachable? Um, And so what does that mean? Faithful, are they going to be here when they say they're going to be here? Are they available? Can they, you know, when they show up, can they leave the rest of their emotional baggage and stuff at the door and they can be um, physically and emotionally and spiritually available for their students? Are they teachable? Is this somebody that I can kind of help be a better leader week in and week out? And so it's really important when you're looking at these different roles, you know, what is, what are you looking for? Define what a, um, a good volunteer in that role would be. And I think that's a, a, one of the hard things It's that grind piece of, you know, it's easy to just go and ask anybody, but if you take the time and really kind of define, okay, this is the kind of person I'm really looking for. It's a little bit of work on the front end, but it really, really helps find that right person. Um, on the back end. Uh, and I would say, too, that, you know, a, a good team
0: is a diverse team, right? A good team of volunteers is a diverse team. And I think that often the case is is your student ministry and who you have as far as your teenagers that you, you have in your group are going to reflect your leaders and your volunteers that you have. Sometimes it's tempting to think that we want all the cool, young, uh, hip, college students as our volunteers but there are a lot of kids who need the grandma who need that grandma with a lot of patience who when you go to Six Flags um, they're going to hold all the jackets right right? Um, there there are a lot of times where you're going to need volunteers of, of different color because you want to make sure that your student ministry as best as you're able to can be diverse culturally diverse and because that's important Um, and so working hard to make sure that your volunteer team is a diverse group of people age gender uh, cultural uh, all you know the, the more diverse you can make your team the more opportunity you have to reach students that you might not have an opportunity to reach absolutely uh, so, so that was the grind. Those are some things that that Nathan and I we we talk about things that we have to evaluate and think about before we start uh, going after people with names. So, uh, so Nathan, let's talk about the grow. So, uh, these are things that are going to help us grow in our ministry, grow it is specific to this conversation, grow our volunteer team. Uh, how do we get people plugged in? How do we how do we point to somebody and say you 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 would be great? How do we how do we move from from ideologically looking for volunteers and evaluating to now uh, people with names and faces?
1: Absolutely. So what we've done is we've evaluated our ministry, we've defined kind of what our potential volunteers would look like. Now it's time to go and start locating those potential volunteers. I can tell you. Um, sometimes you're gonna have somebody in your mind you're gonna see them on a Sunday morning or you're gonna see them you know walking in the park or whatever And you go man they would be great Um, and so I think honestly the number one way to get volunteers is the best way I've I've seen and you know I'm all about tips and tricks and shortcuts and and really when it comes to volunteers there's no shortcut for shoulder tapping Mm. And just being able to walk up to somebody and tell them like, hey, I want you to serve with me. And and one of the things I love to do is in those conversations list the qualities. Like, hey, you know what? I think you're a great leader because, mm-hmm. you know, I see this in you. I, I call it I see in you kind of moments where I get to tell them, this is why you're a great person and a great leader and why I want you serving with me. Uh, Often,
0: Oftentimes in those conversations, I find that when I'm, when I'm, bringing things to the surface in people that that maybe they don't they don't even see themselves absolutely and, and they they often kind of leave those conversations saying wow there's there's somebody that's seeing things in me that I didn't know that were there uh, and those are always those are always good conversations. even if you don't get that leader like even if they don't join your team you have you have you have, you have made a new relationship with somebody uh and you've let them know that you've that you care about them and that
1: you appreciate them because of the things that you're sharing with them so absolutely great great thing and so often in our world today our world is very negative we love to point out things that are wrong and it's, it's very very rare to find uh, someone who is being complimented it's very rare to have a compliment for somebody to tell you "Hey, you're awesome because of and so you would not believe the relationship equity you build by just doing that, whether they serve with you or not. Um, and you know what? Sometimes they don't sign up right away, but I, I call it planting the seed. Mm-hmm. You know, you're planting that seed and you know what? It might not be right now, but six months from now, they may come back and go, hey, I remember when you said that to me. I think I'd like to serve. Um, so you're just kind of planting that seed. And I'll tell you too, you know, you're likely have volunteers or people that are in your ministry Or people that you know, leverage those relationships and go, hey, who do you think would be great serving in our ministry areas? We just started in our ministry a a little recruitment game where I'm asking our leaders to just give me names of people that they think would be great. And I said, I just need you to give me their name and give me a little tagline. Why do you think they would be great serving in our ministry? And they just submit those things to me. Uh, we actually made it a bit of a game, so we're doing high school leaders versus middle school leaders, and whoever gives the most names, we're going to take them to Top Golf uh, at the end and just have a little fun with it. But uh, you know, that's one way to just be a couple of ways, just be looking for those potential leaders. And the big thing is, okay, you've got a list of names. Now what? How do you get them from a list of names to serving? We call this onboarding. How do you? Onboard them into your team and you know, everybody has different systems for this for us We got a system at at quest and ignite and so one of them is you know the first step is they meet with me and it's an opportunity for me to get to know them and really sell them on Our ministry and then we let them come and check it out for two weeks Uh, There's no commitment. They get to just check it out and see if it's for them And then at that point, we do the background check and application and get them plugged in and, you know, and then one thing I love to do is we've got online trainings that we can send them, we use, um, it was called trainedup.church, just a little different name now, but we send them some online trainings they can do and then I pair them with a seasoned leader who's been here for a while for a few weeks until they're ready to be on their own, but you know, really that onboarding process can look different for different ministries, but really for each of us, we need to define how do you take somebody that said, hey, I, I think I want to serve to really put them in. And what that process needs is you've got to sell them on the fact that they need to be serving with you. You've got to give them information and you've got to train them so that when they walk in, they're not being blindsided. They're really equipped to be able to do what you're asked them to do. Uh, and so it's really important that we're equipping them when we're onboarding them to our ministries.
0: You know, I had somebody tell me one time, we, we, live, uh, we live in Georgia, and so Atlanta is a uh, heavy, heavy traffic city. And uh, I had somebody tell me one time that, that onboarding volunteers is like trying to get on the interstate in, in Atlanta. That sometimes you have volunteers who, who have never worked with teenagers before, and that interstate, is moving fast and it's intimidating and trying to get them up to speed and get them moving from the on-ramp to the interstate to get to get in that process and in that flow of student ministry it takes intentionality and it takes effort and it doesn't happen overnight either it, it is kind of a courtship right? right it's kind of a courtship where where you're checking in you know probably more frequently than you are with your other leaders uh, you're giving them encouragement. You're, you're, you're pointing out the things as you see them on Sunday night or Wednesday night or whenever night you, you meet. Uh, you're pointing out those things, just, just making sure that they understand that this is where God has, has placed them for a reason and for a purpose. And, and pointing those things out, I think, give them the confidence that, that they might need uh, in order to find their fit. So that Absolutely. that on ramping thing, it, there's a reason that I I call it on ramping because right. I do picture it like uh, an interstate and trying to get everybody up to speed so everybody's moving the same direction at the same time, just like a well-oiled machine. So, all right. So we talked about uh, some 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 stuff to help us grow our team. We found our people. We we've got names and faces, uh, and so so. We've we've done all this kind of theory work, so Nathan. Now uh, I'm going to take all this information, and I'm I'm going to do what with it? How do I implement these things? Give us give us a couple of things that we need to know.
1: Yeah, I think it's important um, to remember that as the as the youth pastor, student pastor, whatever your title, you're the gatekeeper. You are the gatekeeper for your students. You are the one allowing or not allowing people into their lives. And that I don't want to downplay that. That is very, very important. It's important for you to remember um, that you are signing off on these people, being an influence in that student's life. When that adult speaks, when that person shares their thoughts and opinions, these students are going to digest it. And so we have to be very, very careful who we put in those positions, because as a, as a youth pastor, you're giving them that authority. You're giving them a platform. So it's very, very important to, remind, keep, to keep in mind that you're the gatekeeper. So with that in mind, that you're the gatekeeper, I think there's five things that we really have to keep in mind and check as we look at these volunteers. And, and the first one is health. Um, Are they healthy? Are they in a healthy place to lead? Are they spiritually healthy? Are they relationally healthy? Are they emotionally healthy? Are they in a place where they are able to lead? Because if they're not healthy, then that's going to come up. You know, it, it, it just does. Students love the authentic. They love the raw. And they can read you like a book. That's right. And so, if you walk in and you're not healthy, you know what? They're going to know it and they're going to pinpoint it and they're going to bring it out. Um, so, that's important. And,
0: and if they don't bring it out, they're going to tell all their friends.
1: That's exactly right. <laughs> and so, if they don't tell you to your face, they're telling other people. That's right. um, I think it's also important to look at margin. You know, this is one of the things that, that all of us struggle with when you're looking at volunteers. I've kind of said for years that the hardest people for me to get as volunteers are parents with elementary age kids mm. and one of the reasons is this idea of margin um you know when you look at margin what are the obstacles in the way for them to do the job what are the the margins in their life are you know do, are they busy do they have kids uh, what does their work schedule look like you know do they have enough margin from what they are required to do as a parent as an employee to be able to do the work that you're asking them to to really pursue their students on your student night and then also during the week. I love to have my leaders shoot a text message or show up to a ball game. And, Mm. you know, we want our leaders to do that, but if they don't have the margin, sometimes we have to save them from themselves and say, hey, I don't know that you have the margin for this. Um, I Also think it's important to look at emotional intelligence. You know, we're asking someone to step in um, to students, into a student world And basically lead these students, and so it's important to be put them in situations, ask them situational questions. Hey, how would you respond when this happens? How would you respond if a student says, you know, hey, I'm not eating, or I'm bulimic, or hey, I want to take my own life, or you know, hey, I'm really depressed, and hey, I'm super anxious. How would you respond as a leader to these situations that? If you're in ministry, you know, with students, this is coming up. These conversations are happening. And so before we put them with students, I think it's important for us to ask those questions. You know, the fourth thing really is check yourself. You know, ask yourself a couple of questions with this leader. You know, hey, are they a fun person to be around? You know, could they be a good leader in your opinion when you hang out with them? Are there any red flags that pop up? Um, you know, check your own prejudices. Hey, maybe they're not the kind of person that you are. You know, me, I love football, I love sports, I love that kind of stuff. I'm not a super um, computer game kind of person, but you know what? Some of my leaders are, and they're incredible leaders in their own right. And I can't allow my own prejudice for this kind of person to limit who can lead on my team. And and I think that
0: that that, that speaks to your leadership too when you know where where your blind spots and your soft spots are like i know i'm, I'm kind of the same way that's probably why we're friends is because <laughs> we like a lot of the same things but i know that i have to find people that are different from me kind of to my point uh, a few minutes ago about having a diverse team if if our whole team looked like me we would be in a bad way um, because I know who I am, and I know, and I know all my tendencies. Uh, I try to make sure that I don't use sports tendencies and illustrations, because not everybody gets those, or not everybody cares, or not everybody knows who Brett Favre is, or <laughs> you know Babe Ruth, or whatever. Because they're just not sports people. But I have to be. Uh, I have to be. I have to have enough self-awareness to know that I have got to intentionally find people that are different.
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the last things would check yourself here is, is I know we don't love the rating system and I don't advise you go and rate somebody and tell them, hey, I rated you a four. That's not a good practice. But in your own head, I think it's important to rate people and I, on the scale is really one to ten. And here's why I say that. Um, and this is not my thing. Someone smarter than me came up with this, but I don't remember who, but they said you can only raise a leader under your leadership by two points. So wherever they're at now, you can only hope to raise them two points. And so if you raise them two points, is that good enough? Mm. Is that good enough to be on your team? If there are two right now and you raise them to a four, do you want that four serving on your team? Or is it better for you to maybe go, hey, maybe let's find another spot for you where you can be an eight. That's right. You know, hey, student ministry. You're kind of a four, and it's not a problem. It's not you personally. It's just, this isn't the right fit. Let's go see and find a ministry where you're an eight at, that it it drives you, you're excited about. And so really evaluate, is this the right fit for them um, and for your team? You know, and the last thing I would encourage you to keep in mind is really just trust your gut, you know, And, and you're kind of going, what does that look like? I'm an Enneagram eight. Um, we are gut people. We are instinct people. I love to make snap decisions, but I really believe that that God speaks and leads. And I believe the Holy Spirit uh, is in your gut and he will lead you. And um, I can remember my, my wife will tell you all the time that she'll come to me sometimes and I'm like, hey, I just like that person. Or she'll go, hey, I'm not so sure why, but I don't know that I want that person serving with us. And Uh, It's one of those things that I believe that the Holy Spirit speaks through those things. People have the gift of discernment. Mm. Uh, And so I think that's important too. So those are just some things I think to keep in mind because yes, we want all the volunteers and yes, we want to get all the people and we always need more people. But I I think it's important for us to keep in mind that we are the gatekeepers and we have to be very, very careful who we allow and who we give authority to in our ministries. Just.
0: Just to kind of wrap all this up, Nathan, I, you know, the, the conversation about recruiting volunteers is one that we need to be having, you know, if not every week, every month. You know, where are we? Where are we? Uh, where are we fractured or where we have holes in our in our team? How can we love students better? Where do we need to add? Uh, we we you and I live in a place where we have a, an army base that's close by, and so I, every year I'm losing leaders because they're getting placed somewhere else, right? Or or uh, or or they're moving away, they get a new job. Uh, we kind of live in a transient right. uh, place, so we 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 gain and lose people all the time, and so it's so important for us to continually have conversations with people to add because just this last year I lost six awesome volunteers. I hadn't planned on losing six right. awesome volunteers. It just kind of happened pretty quickly, but thankfully I had been I had been trained to think about always adding, always adding, always adding and and writing down. I've got a notebook on my phone of of people that I want to have conversations with or want to continue to have conversations with about, Hey, you know, when the time is right, I would really, really love if you would consider, you know, working with our students in our student ministry, you know, let's, let's grab lunch, or I just want to put that on your radar, or I'm going to come back to you in six months, or just like you said, planting seeds. But we are by our job. We are recruiters. Absolutely. And if we don't recruit. And that means we end up doing it all on our own, (laughs) and that will work for just a short while until it doesn't work anymore, and then you're really in trouble. Yep, you'll find yourself burnt out
1: very, very quickly.
0: So folks, we so appreciate the time that you have spent with us if you have found these podcasts to be helpful nathan and i want to ask you to do a couple things uh would you leave a positive review on whatever platform that you are listening today if you are listening on apple Podcasts or spotify or
1: wherever else if you would just leave us a great review we would appreciate that yeah and we'd also appreciate shoot us an email let us know how you like it. Also, you know, let us know if you have a question or maybe a topic you'd love for us to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can shoot us an email at I didn't sign up for this podcast at gmail.com. Um, also encourage you to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. I didn't sign up for this podcast. We encourage you to follow us there as well. So folks, thanks so much for your time today and for uh, considering
0: what it means to be a a volunteer recruiter. These are just uh, some of the conversations that we have that are going to help us as youth ministers and youth leaders grow and help our ministry go further and go deeper. We'll see you next time.